0: What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains themes and language of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello, it's the Sasquatch, and thank you very much for tuning in to episode 6 of season 3 of the Busted Barstools podcast, our 30th episode overall. I am joined by the Chief of Controversy, it's the coach. How are you, mate?
1: Very good. Very Well, we'll know in about 90 minutes time or so how how good I'll be for the weekend, but all in all, as an Irish rugby fan, it it was an okay weekend. Um, I wouldn't be going and getting yeah. too ahead of myself, but we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Um, we'll
0: get to that later. Sadly, I suppose this evening we are bereft of Messrs. Beric and the Doctor. And as a result, we've decided to take a more laissez faire approach as we provide a busted Barrister reaction to the weekend. Nay, the week that's been. Um, so, strange week, just kind of pretty much Premier League and.
1: And
0: two Six to Nations, focus games on in terms yeah, yeah, we're going off, yeah. Two Six um, Nations. What else three we, have uh, we? Um, But plenty, plenty of weird action going off, off the field, which we'll get to maybe in part two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I suppose Arsenal three-one victory over Leicester was a was a sight to see, but we'll get to that later. Um, anything else catch your eye from around the sporting stratosphere this weekend, coach?
1: Not particularly that we're not going to touch on. I suppose there was a lot of NBA this week. Um, nothing really. It's one of those. I know last week we discussed was there too much going on, as in sports wise, or football in particular. And then the week that's just gone, it's kind of been a dead week, if you want to call it that. It's been a kind of a bye week nearly. It's We didn't have Champions League, obviously, or we did have Champions League, in fact, did we? We
0: did have Champions League, yeah. Yeah, did, but there yeah, were we the, the games, sorry,
1: where the games weren't of interest because. We live so close to the British Isles. Um so I suppose the people who played, I think City was one of them, but there's no city fans. Chelsea played at
0: Lego Madrid on
1: Tuesday, didn't they? As well. Yeah. Doesn't it, like it's it's those teams that do they have a lot of Irish fans? Like when you take United, Liverpool, you feel like um, No,
0: well well the mighty Arsenal again. Cheeky goal by Obemiang in the last few that, that, that kinda of actually gets me on a bit of a point actually. Um Massive disadvantage for teams playing in the Europa League this year. Teams in the Champions League have a full week off between the second leg. Yeah. Whereas the Europa League teams went back to back. Yeah, Arsenal obviously as well. Now look, we made it through, so I'm not going to complain. And I wasn't going to complain if we got knocked out either way. Because it's a bit of a poison chalice the Europa League. But the aspect mm. of playing neutral games against a Portuguese side in Belgium. Followed up by Greece. yeah, And yet the away goals still could have stood like in the end it didn't um, matter Leicester obviously yeah. knocked out by Slavia Prague and
1: United and Tottenham progressing through um, yeah it's I suppose with with like internationals coming up and it might be something we touch on maybe next week or whatever Um, or something I'd like to pick is we are we starting to see a little bit of form in our Irish players I think we are a little bit you see Shane Long two goals in two weeks Um Adamida scored today Adamida scored today for Norwich like we we're getting a little bit of Consistency from our Irish players abroad since he moved this one. Flying, flying, and we we might do a little segment on maybe our our strongest eleven possibly next week before or the week after before we get to um before we get to our international break. Um, but yeah, look, it seems ahead. But look,
0: here we go. Well, well, look, why don't we why don't we get into the Premier League? Because I think that's that's the natural progression. So a strange weekend just for listeners, we're recording this straight after the Chelsea United game, so we don't we won't know the full time score of the Liverpool Sheffield United game or the Monday night fixture, which is Everton versus escapes me now.
1: Everton Southampton.
0: Everton Southampton is Monday night, so we won't know the fixtures in them, but a strange weekend. Um City West Ham People are saying there's only one manager this season, this year, and it's Pep. Given what's at his disposal, there's only one manager this season, of the year, this season. And it's David Moyes.
1: Give it Moyes, yeah. No, David Moyes,
0: like, what's at his disposal? Um, He's doing a sterling job. Um, They're saying that the way City are kind of playing, I didn't actually, was it unfortunate if I didn't actually just catch that game, but the way City are playing... They're not grinding teams. They're not smashing teams. They're just grinding them down. Like, you look at... They played Arsenal the week before. One little victory. They scored in the first minute. And they just didn't score again. It's like...
1: Yeah. But also, to be able to rest Sterling, Cancelo, you know... Silva, Foden... It's... The depth there is outstanding. To go and beat a team... As good as West Ham have been this season, with resting players like that, you know, it's... It's... They they, they, they they, are they are untouchable there, there's no like Solskjaer during the week saying that oh we still want to give the title a go like come on Ole you're at the wheel but get real will you yeah now look what I would
0: say is, this is I think Paddy Power had a tweet up who was <laughs> pretty good to far. fair they said uh, of all the batshit crazy stuff that's happened in the last two years the fact that a David Mize managed team being led by an informed Jay lings is challenging for the Champions League spots. Is probably the most bizarre, and that that epitomises the job that Dave Moyes has done. Um, yeah. Just from, City are a machine. They're not a. They're no longer a club. They're no long. They're not a business even. They're just a
1: machine. Um, it's yeah, it's hard to look past them over the next, like the next five ten years. If they don't, if they're not winning, seventy percent. They have to, don't they? Yeah, like, I suppose to put it in
0: perspective, like, who would you say is City's best player? Would you say it's Kevin De Bruyne? I
1: don't know. See, this it's a funny argument because I think Ruben Diaz has been exceptional for them. I don't I think if if they hadn't got Diaz, they probably would concede a lot more. And it's, it's the similar effect that when Liverpool got Van Dijk in. Like, City needed that kind of... Um, City needed that at the back. They were there thereabouts last year and they just missed... Missed out, I suppose. Well, they missed out on a fair few points in the end. But like the resurgence of John Stones, um, and I think that's only been helped by Diaz playing beside him, um, and then Cancelo as well. So, like they've invested in the right areas. There's absolutely no doubt about it. To say De Bruyne was their best player this season, I'm not hundred percent sure. I know he's only back. No, uh, last
0: last. No, I mean, I mean, like, like generally speaking, like I suppose my point was, if you, if you look at teams on paper. Yeah. And you'd say, and you and you had to pick a star man for every club. You look at yeah. it, and you and it's going into the season. You might you pick De Bruyne. Yeah,
1: I oh, would I'm argue exact,
0: that when yeah. he when he was out injured, they played better. Like yeah. it, and and that just stands as testament to the machine. Like, I honestly think De Bruyne and Sterling could leave in the morning.
1: Yeah, and they'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. But, but there's some players that have had some, like even Gundogan. Gundigan this last season, you probably wouldn't have gone, he's world-class. But this season, he's up to the level again. again I think, don't get I me think wrong, he you know ha- he's always world-class, but he's just gone up another you know, gear. I think, though, when
0: you have that quantity of quality, you can just yeah. ride players' form. And, oh, he's hot, we'll play him for the next six months. But as soon as it starts to track, that's okay, I'll just throw him in. Whoever, like, the, just, it's... It's very hard to compete, and it's. I'm saying that Liverpool won the Premier League last year, so I'm not saying no one can compete. But yeah, we
1: should probably split split Manchester City into maybe that's the answer. <sighs>
0: delighted, <laughs> they do wear sky just blue. The two of us. Yeah, um, just delighted. just the two of us tonight. Um, anyway, <laughs> there was a lot of
1: games this weekend that were ve- just unmentionable, wasn't there? there was like West Brom, Brighton. Yeah, do
0: you know. What it was? Well, controversy. the I mentioned about that is the Lewis dunk. <laughs> Where we going? Because I can remember on me doing that against... Uh, I remember him doing Taunt- it. I can't remember
1: who it was against, though. I do remember I him doing it. It was almost... Exactly, a replica, almost the same place, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and even the same kind of pretty much conversation kind of go in the ref goes, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it shades, shades what went on in, in, in um, the Millennium Stadium yesterday as well, um, which we'll also get to, but... Just bizarre. Like, how... But- I don't know How if you watched this. VAR since.
1: rule against a conversation. But the, this the thing I don't get is why did the referee blow the whistle the second time? It was just like it was caught in his mouth. It was one of the things when you're you maybe you might be ref seven aside at the community games or something and the whistle has just slipped out your mouth a little bit. It was bizarre. Like he blew he hundred percent blew the whistle, but there was a second, you know, toot on the whistle before the ball got to the net and after it left the foot. And I don't know yeah. I don't know. I don't know why yeah. VAR isn't going. We know that you blew the whistle twice. Exactly how, you know, it might have happened in rugby. Like, you can't... There's a second whistle. So, <laughs> Lee Mason, Bizarre anyway, scenes. got taken off the Liverpool game this evening. Um, he was due to be fourth official and has withdrawn with an injury. So... Okay, back injury, is it? The one <laughs> injury they can't prove. The blighted Mesut
0: his Arsenal career. Um, yeah. And then it was Villa... Villa defeated Leeds. I suppose it, it's it's a strange one. Leeds. Um, I think the opinion of Leeds is a lot higher than the reality of Leeds. Like anyone who follows on Instagram will know. We just throw up the fixtures and ask for like our followers' predictions, basically. And Leeds are predicted to win every weekend. It doesn't matter who they're winning. Like Villa are banging form this year. They've been phenomenal. Um, <laughs> like everyone was like, no, uh, Leeds are going to win would look. you
1: say would you say Leeds are the neutralest favourite as in Absolutely. not favourite to win games but favourite to watch just because they're exciting to watch the style of play the style of Bielsa yeah. ball is
0: from and Bielsa the man is I don't know if you've seen the quote he had during the week it was um, I didn't take Leeds to the Premier League I coach in the in the Premier League because of Leeds like he, he just they love him there. they love him down there he's very easily liked even even the controversy he did have with like the spy gear, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. um, he just everyone just loved, fell in love with him. Then, like it's mad, like
1: no one's, I don't think anyone has ever profited off controversy as well yeah. as Bielsa did. Um, he, the way he does his deals is a little different, as well, isn't he? He doesn't really go for massive money, and he only signs one-year deals, doesn't he? So,
0: yeah, I think he likes the a, the fear. Okay,
1: um, he's, m- he's a nifty m- oper- m- operator. Um, and Newcastle Wolves, nothing to
0: write home about. Now Wolves been a disappointment this year. I think to be fair. It's fair yeah. to say, um, I, and I and I doubt Matt Doherty is that big of a loss looking at his performances for Tottenham. Although they were good today, they did a good win, four um, 0 Didn't didn't watch it. Not well, interested. The big, the more big, interest. the big talking point.
1: I, I presume you've seen uh, Roy Keane and Jamie making Jamie Redknapp cry. <laughs> but pretty much, yeah. The piece that stands out for me in all that is Keane, <laughs> Matt Doherty. <laughs> like, if you can trap a ball you can play international football this is what Keane said the quote and I don't disagree when you look at squads now you look even at the Irish international squad when we can only play a friendly international with 11 players on the pitch for some reason we always seem to name 38 or 36 yeah. and as a, a week no, like, out we get rid of 6 and keep 30 even though he still can only play 11 so I know where he's coming it, from it,
0: it, it was like it, it was shades of a lad's WhatsApp group, that conversation. <laughs> as in, someone just blew a head gasket. Because, like, a, a, as a grown up, you have to be able to go, hold on a minute. Roy Keane is paid to be controversial. He's not paid for his football opinions. He's paid, well, arguably his football opinions, but he's no. paid to be controversial. So don't let him wind up, <laughs> first and foremost. Because all Ke- Keane did was just talk <laughs> over him, really. There was. There was some truth. Either. Yeah. I'd say. I think that the, uh, more than the squad, the investment Spurs have put in in the new stadium, in coaching. I think if they want to sack Mourinho in the morning, they have to pay him out twenty five million. It's the investment they've put into that squad. It's the current place. I think we kind of we kind of play jump rope with them. I think we, we jumped above them and then once they won they jumped above us basically today. um, I just don't think they've got their value for money if I was being painfully honest.
1: And I don't yeah.
0: and a controversial opinion I don't think they will, will with Harry Kane and the reason is is that they're over reliance on Harry Kane. I think he masks problems that aren't fixed.
1: It would be interesting and to see needs. should Harry Kane leave what way Spurs it go.
0: Yeah like if Harry Kane goes, he's arguably seventy million is what he'd go for. Mm. I'd argue. Yeah. As an as well, So that might even be a bit biased. It might be more eighty, ninety million. But if I was if I was the owner of Tottenham, if I was Dan Levy, a notorious uh, negotiator that he is, and I sold Harry Kane in the morning, I'd be looking to replicate him in the averages. I'd be buying two strikers worth thirty five million each. I wouldn't be trying to to sign a Harry Kane because yeah, but the
1: one, the one thing I think we've noticed is that strikers, goal-scoring ones in particular, are very, very hard to find now. Um, mm-hmm. And the one thing that tells me that is fantasy football. You All the people scoring goals are midfielders. As in the game, fantasy Premier League football. And now,
0: I'd There's argue no, as well that that's a switch in the last 10 years of playing a yeah. lone striker. There's a switch away from four four two.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Your attacking players are your front three really are they like they need to be re-bracketed or rebranded, Um like there's no way Mo Sal is a midfielder. <laughs> no, <laughs> so you know,
0: no, or Aubame- oh, Aubameyang because uh, no. I think you can play midfield in fantasy. I don't know. I don't play fantasy anymore. Um, got bored of it. The Premier League one anyway. Um, yeah, and then I suppose I was like, watching the score. I was watching the Arsenal game and I was following the scores because it was too early kickoffs today. It was Palace and Fulham. And I think BB- the BBC had got Palace Fulham... I'm willing to be corrected... But on the app I was looking at... It said it was on BBC... So I think that's part of the, the deal... To televise all games... Until fans get back in the stadiums... And it looked like a drab affair... Stats wise... <laughs> I think Fulham might have had... One of them had 14 shots... I think 6 were on on target... And it's just nil all... Drab affair... The Arsenal game... Good win for us... But I think it was it was quite obvious both sides performances maybe less so Arsenal because there was a number of changes but Leicester were out on their feet they were wrecked and you do start to see the impact of the fixture congestion on a smaller squad like a Leicester was I was, yeah, I was just going to say
1: yeah it's fair gone very Leicester are probably some with death there a little bit like Harvey Barnes is a big loss I I read somewhere that it looks like he could be out for the season in that case Terry Evans is a huge loss as well yeah, and Luke Thomas, they I think they might be onto their third left back. Luke Thomas is only eighteen yeah. or nineteen. Um, like it's decimated. Like, uh, where do you go? They're probably in one way fortunate throughout of Europe. Um, because it is. Yeah. It, it's a very thin yeah. squad. I know they have Danny Simpson playing in the 23s. <laughs> we might actually see Danny Simpson make a, a move back into back, the Premier yeah. League. Um, I know he was only yeah. put there kind uh, of as a as a favour, but um. Yeah, and then Chelsea United.
0: Yeah, drab. Drab, 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 drab. drab.
1: It's not, not the game um, it used to be,
0: is it? Like 2006 or... Here's something I was kind of thinking as well. Um, Like, just a random thought occurs to me when I was looking to fix it this week. Like, as an Arsenal fan, I would still look forward to Arsenal United. Because of all the games, in the early 90s anyway, and the 90s, yeah. But I wonder now for United fans, do they would they look forward to an United Chelsea match more or an Arsenal Chelsea match? Like like they'll always look forward to Liverpool. And Man United fans based in Manchester will look for, always look forward to the City Derby, which where I don't think maybe I'm I'd be remiss to say it, but I don't think a lot of Irish United fans get the buzz about beating City other than where they are on the table if that makes sense do you know what I mean like yeah I I, I love beating United
1: I would say United fans probably hate and look listeners feel free to get in touch for for next week's show but I would say United fans probably would prefer to beat Chelsea than Arsenal purely because of the money factor to be able to say you know a big F you to you and your money Roman but Mm. see you later take the three point that's just what I would think um. Yeah, it's I didn't shame London, London, not, London that, isn't, that isn't a trip that excites that. teams anymore. I don't think.
0: Any well, team in London, it's
1: unless you're within London, who, like you're Chelsea, your Arsenal, and whatever.
0: Who's look and look in in London? There's always a huge bragging right of we're the top team in London. Given the amount of top teams in London, but none of them are really. They are like like. If two two Manchester clubs, a Leicester club, and I suppose West Ham, like, hmm. do you know, um, there isn't a huge quantity of West Ham fans in this country. We do know one, Um is <laughs> not with us tonight. Um, but I wonder, I wonder sometimes as Irish fans are we are we robbed of, because there's very few club support in this country. Are we robbed of? a general understanding of how things are say in England do you know what I mean I don't think the Premier League fan base is representative in this country as it is in England because you'll have Manchester United fans scattered all around you'll have different clubs supported in different pockets all over England and it's not just yeah, geographically specific so I wonder yeah I don't know I don't know what I'm even saying Enten Elstad on the Premier League weekend that's been or will we we move on to
1: no, I would just say if you haven't seen, if someone hasn't seen Roy Keane and Jamie Redknapp stick it into Twitter or whatever, it's worth uh, five it's, minutes. It's time.
0: Go to Sk- Sky Sports are actively promoting it on their Facebook, which tells you all you need to know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I suppose next bit up is the Six Nations, and I suppose there was two fixtures this weekend. There was was one game postponed, and I kind of brought back memories for myself. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, just wanted to touch base on it. So the last time that a single fixture didn't really go ahead from the six nations and I'm discounting Ireland Italy last year because covid erupted and the whole tournament was postponed but the last time a single nation couldn't participate in the six nations was 2001 and it was ourselves so just kind of look back over it was because of the outbreak of foot and mouth and I just I, I kind of saw some parallels and I said I just kind of make note of it so in 2001 we opened our six nations campaign with two victories Versus away way to Rome, 41-22, and then France came to Dublin the following weekend. France were desperate to avenge the magic of Dricko from the year before in Paris, when he scored the hat-trick and did the little triangle location that we'll all a triangle celebration that we'll all remember. But they fell aside, and a very young Ron O'Gara, I think only in his second year in the international cap, kicked them off the field, and a, a, another Brian O'Driscoll try led to a 22-15 victory. Following that game, disaster struck and foot and mouth ravaged through the Royal Ireland. It's devastating impacts obviously put pause to Ireland Six Nations campaign. And I suppose my similar hopes for the younger generation of now is my abiding memory of foot and mouth is a weird time in my life where I had to wash my flashing runners going in and out to school. I don't know if you've had that problem in Dublin but in Royal Ireland we all had to wash our runners going in and out we to school.
1: We had them um We had mats when we were going into school. There was a mat on the ground that was, it was like, do you know if you leave a mat outside your house and it just gets too wet in the rain? That's what it was kind of like. I think it was disinfectant, obviously, in the mat, but we had to stand on it as we went in. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. All right. Yeah. So that was my, and I hope, now
0: I know this has obviously been a lot longer, but I hope in years to come, there's kids and they kind of go, why do we have to wear masks in school for that year? Oh yeah, it was COVID. Oh yeah, and then they move on with their lives. And I hope that it's similar now. Obviously, football was a lot shorter and a lot less damaging, I'd, I'd say, to to people. But anyway,
1: was that Sas? Was, was that the year that Martin Johnson stood, got the that team the to stand? That was, or that was the year was, after.
0: That was two thousand two. That was two thousand two. So I suppose with Ireland's involvement curtailed, England ended up at top of the table on the seventh of April, the would-be final day of the championship, with a maximum four wins in four contests. The anticipated and expected Grand Slam and Triple Crown would follow once the virus had run its course. England were patient. So England, obviously, this is the side that was building towards that 2003 World Cup very much. And you'd Wilkinson, you'd Johnson, you'd you'd all these names. Ireland restarted that campaign with an earth-shattering loss to Scotland. If it was nowadays, Scotland would have got a bonus point for four tries we were destroyed in Edinburgh followed it up with a dismissal of a dismal Wales, and the next the all-conquering english awaited in the old but beautiful lansdowne road and on that cold october saturday the west stand faithful were left to rue not another dart whizzing through and shaking their frozen bodies but the loss to scotland as ireland turned over england and finished second on points difference coming out trump's 20 to 14. i just thought there was a lot of kind of parallels because this Irish side is in transition, and 2000-2001, that Irish side was very much in transition. There, I'm not saying that a finished the article. The fly half position is going to be. It's it's going to take a while to get. Uh, like people are putting out, but Harry Byrne. I don't think he's ready just yet. I'm immensely excited about Casey. Yeah, I don't know if you've I'm... seen how Sexton spoke about him. Um, I like his attitude. I like what he brings to the game. I like his tempo around the rock. problem for Ireland for the last two years has been Conor Murray's not passing the ball off the deck. He's taking a step and then throwing a pass. Great case he was in his first start. I know, look, Italy, let's not beat around the bush. That Italy side is bad. So you can't really judge that performance And then, But I've seen an Irish scrum half passing the ball off the deck. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think no. Baird adds something too as well. I think we also have a good front row. It's all yeah. I, like I think Herring. I don't want to see Herring it like other than as a substitute role. I I think Callagher is the man to to push forward with that. now. know he did seem to pick up a knock. So hopefully he's okay. I think you're in a position in Ireland where, like for a long time in this country, we've had one tight head and that was it. I think the injury in the timeout by Tyke Furlong has now meant that Porter has developed faster than he would if, if, if Furlong was, wasn't was injured, basically. So, you've two. I wouldn't say Porter is world-class. He has the potential to be. But I think he's a lot more mobile option. Your scrum doesn't suffer. And look, I, I, I something about David Kilkine just gets... Gets me heart rate going. I just I love him. I, he loves playing for his country. He's great to see. And then you got Keane. Yeah, e. like,
1: he was impressive yesterday. Kilcoyne was imp- Kilcoyne was great. Um, James Ryan was outstanding. Um, will Connors, unbelievable game. Obviously, yeah. points on but the but board. But like, a-
0: I suppose, the one thing I would... Like, will Connors is fantastic, but we will never stroke... Well, I'm not saying we'll never, but I think we'll always have a good, good background in this country. Just seems to be... Place we never really yeah, like even in the, we, I don't
1: think we have any problems in in, anyway, Trump, yeah. in the forwards, do we? I don't really like, see it now. I don't think in the forwards. I don't think It's it's injuries,
0: like, but but what other country doesn't have the same problem? Like maybe the All Blacks, but I think we have a very strong front row. I'd like maybe a second hooker better than Herring, but look, I I think, well, look, Keller I think is 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 young and coming through, and I think he he will be Ireland's future hooker um maybe if i was being selfish i'm better footballer at eight but that's been like selfish scrum half i liked casey is he is he is he ready to start every single game and maybe not just yet but there's a lot of promise there fly
1: half is going to be the issue well, I think I think your both. I think both your backs is a little bit of an issue because if Murray doesn't play the next game, because we don't know, we know he's close to a comeback or whatever. But if he doesn't play, and we know he's got two weeks, if he doesn't play that next game, game, you have to give. Okay, I'm not sure Gibson Park would have been the everyone's first choice to be number two. Like, I think there's players in this that aren't in the squad that possibly could do a better job. Like we had this argument at the start of the tournament where. I think it was mentioned on another, um, another podcast that um, you know, you can't have Cooney and Murray. It was Ronald O'Gara said you can't have Cooney and the Murray in the same squad. Well, Murray's been out the last two games, so can we have Cooney in the squad now and start him ahead of Gibson Park? Now I know you have your thoughts on what may or may not have happened, uh, you know, behind closed doors or whatever, but I don't. I'm not convinced that Gibson Park would have been the first in in anyone else's mind, um. I think we do probably have a problem there because I'm I'm not convinced Murray's the person to to take us to the World Cup. Like I think he's a very no, slow. I don't think he is. He's,
0: but but I think so he's the one. Are we not to, missing that? And year. this is
1: something I've argued a lot with with friends and stuff that we've no succession plan for nine and ten. We just we just don't either. Don't seem you do. to know what I we want. Have a succession want.
0: plan for nine. I think if it's a succession plan for nine, it's Casey.
1: Yeah, but what if Murray's right. injured? Like who do you who do you start in in the group stage? In France, if if Murray's injured or or not picked, but the you, World di- Cup isn't is Casey...
0: the The World Cup isn't starting next week.
1: No, I get that. But like, do you think Casey will be ready by twenty twenty three? Yeah, absolutely. And then who's two number years. two to him, Gibson Park or Luke McGrath?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. Like, does Luke Murray make McGrath's the squad? Absence? No. No, he doesn't. Or well, he might do because he might be in a backroom position at that stage. But no, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't. Like, well, look, I don't think he should, but, like, I'm an idiot with a microphone. I'm not.
1: Right. So here, <laughs> this is this is the debate I've been having for the last two weeks. If Murray doesn't make the World Cup, okay, or isn't, we don't think he'll make the World Cup, which I I, I would, sorry about you on that, and, again, I'm just another idiot with a microphone, but Sexton has basically come out and, and put the ball in the IRFU's court by saying, you know, I don't know if I'll be around for the World Cup. Like, he's to me, he's playing playing thick like he has got a lot of power and he knows that. Um and I'm not a fan of the way he's gone about that or whatever and I haven't been. But why are we wasting our time with him playing if we don't yeah, get Look to and look
0: go? I suppose the strange one for me would be Ross Byrne not being on the bench, but Billy Byrne's been on the bench.
1: hmm. Well it was a testimonial, wasn't it?
0: Well I as I was texting you I think he must have some pictures of Andy Farrell in uncompromising positions but uh, the thing for me is, is, is Harry Barn I just I don't think he's just ready just yet and I know you're saying I will throw him in if he's old enough he's, 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 he's uh, ready but it's slightly different than rugby if you're not ready for international standards you can do some long lasting damage to players if they're not ready and they're thrown in and mm. they might never reach the full potential if you want an example of that and it's not a fly half it's Matthew Tate in England when he was coming through he was the shit he was thrown in. I think he might have been nineteen or twenty. He was picked up by Gavin Henson, and he was dropped from the English squad the next day. He never played again. Like he played a few games for English rugby, but he never really lived up to his billing. And look, he could just be wasted talent, but he was blighted by injuries and stuff like that. Can really knock a young player. Like the rugby press doesn't tend to hold back or shy away, so. I just Harry Barn I just think it's, it's a year he needs it's a year before year before he gets yeah. ready yeah, will have, he be good look, enough to be to be the starting flyer for the World Cup I don't know but he'll be on the bench
1: and I agree with you I think my argument for Harry Byrne is more the succession thing like and it comes back to well why are we giving sexton game time when the chances are he's not going to be Playing for us at the World Cup, like why? When we know we've lost two games, why are we still playing him? Why are we not playing Ross Byrne? or why are we not playing Billy Burns? Now I think everyone around the table thinks that Billy Burns isn't the answer. I'm pretty sure no. everyone knows that Billy Burns isn't the answer. Well, like, but I, why not? Why I've is Jack Carthy vo- not taking that spot by now? I've been
0: quite. I've been quite vocal about Jack Carthy. Um, I, I, there's a lot of it. Like, and, and to be honest, if my there's an, at nine as well. I. I'm, don't see a huge regression in Kieran Marmion's game because for a long time he was the backup scrum half. Yeah. And he and he offers another dimension that he can cover. He can cover a wing like as well, and I think he even played flanker for Ireland at one stage when we were flying. But uh, there's a lot of strange decisions, and look, if I'm being painfully honest, I think we really paid for not allowing Madigan. To go overseas and still pick him in the Irish squad, I think had he still been in the international setup, he would have been a great man to take over for the last two years, and then usher in someone new.
1: So, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like ultimately, how do you see it working out after this year, after COVID, financially and stuff? Do you see those rules changing because of because we might have to financially? You see,
0: with those rules, they're quite a strange one. Like, we're we're definitely the envy of every nation in the control we have over our players. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, New, like New Zealand. Like, there's very few All Blacks still playing in New Zealand. And this, there is now, yeah. I suppose, with with the way situation the situation the way it is, but. These players are gonna go money grab, and I don't see why oh, I don't I don't, it's very hard to, to answer that question. The issue is supposed to the salary caps and the discrepancies in salary caps. Like the the Irish provinces are actually one of the better paid. If you look at the Pro 14, they I think this, the squads themselves have an extra million to play with over Scotland and I think they've an extra three million to play over the Welsh regions. But France dominates. They I think they have eleven million per squad. I had done this maybe in season two maybe I can't remember but I think it is I think it, I think it's getting to a stage where it's hampering development and they either need to move off it and let players uh, and adopt an international player policy or they need to recognise for what it is and if there's a promising fly-off coming through at Leinster and say the situation with Sexton repeats himself if you have a fly half, you know he's going to be going to fly-off for the next decade well that yeah. promising fly-off has to go to Connacht I don't care Leinster, he has to go to Connacht. So that's Yeah. That's where you need to go with it. Or we're letting him go overseas and we'll pick him if he's good enough.
1: Just before we move on to the, the final the, the last game, what way do you see Ireland set up or what way would you like to see Ireland set up for Scotland? In in a <sighs> in a general picture and in a nine ten picture? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd love to see Casey start um, and I'd like to see Sexton start but I'd like to see Jack Carty on the bench is my, my setup I, I wouldn't want to, in mind reality? in reality it'll be Murray Sexton Billy Barnes the bench Jimson gives it back's on the bench that's what it will be in reality and I don't know why I'm at loggerheads on that aspect of it there, there, there has been improvements and look again Italy are poor so I Mm. The pack the pack was good. I'd like to see Keller, uh, Hooker. Yeah. I like the concept of Tyke Furlong starting and Porter coming in because he's that bit more mobile. Mm-hmm. Scrum doesn't take a backward step, but he adds that mobility against a tiring pack in the opposition. I'm kind of. Kilcoin, Healy, I could start either one of them to be honest at present, and I mm-hmm. don't see a major difference. Second row. I might look to move Tygburn back into the second row. And I know that probably means... um, How is his name escaping me? Henderson. What's the second row? Henderson. I know that probably means he drops to the bench. It's a strange one to go from being captain in the game against France, playing against Italy and playing relatively well, and then being dropped to the bench. But I think Tygburn, James Ryan... Because Tygburn is a great player, but I, I like that extra mobili- mobility in the back row. I don't know why Josh Josh van der Flyer wasn't picked. Was he injured?
1: No, he played for Leinster tonight. Captaining, I think he might be even captaining Leinster tonight against Glasgow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought he was great in the first two games and look. But look, let's get on because it was only Ireland lately. I don't know why we're still here. Yeah. Wales, England was a, a Very interesting game. <laughs> let's put it that way. Um what do we say? The first two Welsh tries highly controversial. Um, and I don't know who who what uh, who did you offer for your coverage for the England Wales game? Did you go Virgin Media?
1: I didn't. Did you well? Go for BBC? Apologies, apologies. I had Virgin Media, but I did swap over for for the afters of him. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I
0: watched it all on BBC, and the most interesting part was the halftime. So they replayed the initial try, and they had the audio up. And Martin Johnson was that angry and disgusted he actually couldn't speak. <laughs> they, they had to refuse. Now, look, it was very... They kept pushing and pushing the point. And, look, it was a terrible decision. Um, But Sam Warburton actually put it be- best. He says, there are bigger problems in that English squad than two poor refereeing decisions. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's I, I think it's the Saracens' issue. It's the... It's harped on to it at the start, I think. Those players haven't played club rugby since December.
1: But Etoje was so ill-disciplined. I think it was 14... That, was it 14 penalties he gave away?
0: Yeah. And that's 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 the point of not playing the games, is the discipline is lacking, because there has been some minor rule changes. But they're, they're physically fit, but they're off game pace, and that's what I'm making these indiscretions. But, like, Etoje... My God, he's just an athlete and I think he's a phenomenal player. And I think, mm. but what I do think is a poor Six Nations shown by England, if they don't, obviously I hope they don't win the last game, but they don't at least win one of the last two games. I think this Six Nations campaign could cost the Toji Lions captaincy.
1: Can it cause Jones his job? Jesus, I'd love it if it did. Um, I don't think it will. Um, all these things probably play play a part, I suppose. In in RFU saying, well, look, we know there's the Saracens issue, and we know there's this issue, so do you know, know I'll this take this as rules. a gap year.
0: Uh, yeah, and look, in reality, in reality, you're two years from a World Cup final. Less, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, looks like strange one, and they were. They were good. They were good last year as well. Like so, are Look, we? F- yeah, go on. I think Wales are though have had the most incredible luck. I actually had this out with the with the with the old pup this afternoon because before I played Wales, I said Wales were poor in the arm, but like two thousand five, like two thousand eight, they can just turn up out of nowhere and win a grand slam. This is very different though. They've been incredibly lucky. I feel.
1: That, that's exactly what I was going to ask you they've been so poor like it's been not
0: poor poor, poor poor is actually a poor because the last quarter of that game they were phenomenal and uh, Callum Sheedy is a fly half I absolutely love him he's an yeah. old school like if, if you told me he was playing J1's rugby um, I'd be like alright yeah grand. <laughs> like, He just socks down just an absolute footballer loves that line where he's an inside decoy he's brilliant brilliant like not a goal kicker like like he, I know he, he slotted a lot of kicks but it's a real awkward like ragball but Rovers style kick almost but god I love him uh, brilliant okay. football to watch
1: I'm trying to think who Wales have next
0: they Wales have France in the last should.
1: game so that would mean they have Italy Italy next game so that's a win for them yeah it, Italy yeah. Are, are dicing with death in terms of getting kicked out I'm, I'm Guessing just from flicking.
0: Well, Georgia are now, Georgia now, both in the rankings, which is which is a new low for Italy. The, yeah, the and,
1: and look, you can argue that Italy.
0: Are, you can argue in the rankings that Italy are disadvantaged because they, they just get hammered every year. Yeah, well, um, they have they haven't got a win in thirty now. No, no. Um, so the problem with Italy, I always find, is it is a ten-year project. And they'll take someone on, a la Conor O'Shea, a la Nick Mallet. They'll get four or five years into the plan and they'll go, oh, it's not working, let's And that's always going to be their issue. They need to, yeah. it's a cultural change in Italy and it's 10 years, like you need, you arguably need, for one time only, need a system where your under 18s, your under 20s and your senior team are all playing the same system. And you're playing that system over ten years, and the players are just filtering through, filtering through, filtering through, and you're, you're a great, you're holding on to all your talent. You've mm. like zero drop off. I just don't think it's gonna happen. But like it's so strange because you look at how they play football, and they've like those football and talents do transfer, and it's just it's really strange. I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. Never to be much. fair,
1: though, if you look at that Italy team, they have a lot of influx from elsewhere. Like they use they that do. rule. They use they
0: that rule. They do. Yeah. But even even when they didn't.
1: And look, don't
0: like people. People have, slay, have been slating Ireland for for the la, over the last couple of months about the number of farm based, farm born players playing for Ireland. Wake up and remind yourselves. England and New Zealand have done this for years. England, New Zealand, Australia are unbelievably doing this. Joe, mm. Rock, you think Joe Rococo was born in New Zealand? No, he wasn't. You think John Lomu is? <laughs> No, he's not. He's Tongan. Like, wake up and spine yourselves. They, they've done this for years, and they always will yeah. do. And I, th- and I think what's... Uh, how do I say this? I don't know. Like, someone called out Alton Delan about not being an Irish-born <laughs> player, saying he's French. His mother's from Tralee. Like, and he lived his whole life in Tralee. His mother was working as a nurse in Paris. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, to be... like. There's there's undertones there anyway. I don't. Like. Is
1: there is there an argument for USA rugby to be in? You
0: the US game is about about twenty years behind. Um, I like what they're doing now. They've actually stopped trying to take American footballers to play rugby. Yeah. So what they've been been doing for years is taking American high school or college lads who didn't make the NFL and trying to convert rugby players. That's the wrong tact. What they've started doing is they started taking basketball players that didn't make it. And trying to convert them to rugby players because they're all big, wide men with great hands.
1: Mm.
0: So, look, it means they'll have an incredible second row, and, you know. But yeah, look, the American—it's the same with the soccer. Now, the soccer, soccer is a uh, soccer association football. Jesus Christ, association football is starting to take off in America, and you can see the number of Americans playing well in Europe. Yeah, yeah, big time. It really is. So. Yeah, look, I suppose.
1: The final bit, just... Sorry, I was going to mention just the France-Scotland game, like, travesty from the French point of view. Um, Someone needs to be held accountable because they were the ones that put the whole tournament at risk at the start by saying, you know, we're not comfortable with this and we need to follow these and make sure every other country follows these restrictions, yada, yada, yada. We won't be let into our country if they don't. And then they go and, you know... I'm gonna
0: be slight tin foil here. So France actually came out and said they reckon they got it in Ireland, which is funny because we've had no Irish players or staff test positive in the last two weeks. My tin foil hat is tin foil hat take a week is the because it was a backroom player that tested positive first, right? And then it took a few days, and then the players started coming out. And now I think it's around 13 players that have tested positive. I reckon that backroom staff member tested positive on Thursday before they came to play Ireland. And they ran the gauntlet. They said, it's one case. Let's not announce it till Monday because it was announced very early on the Monday morning. Let's not announce we'll get back to France. We have a week off there. Chances are we can outrun this thing and we can play Scotland. And it's backfired. Them. And that's my tin file hat theory of the week. Um, that's I think they've done that. I think they've ran the gauntlet. They've said, it's only a backroom member of staff Everyone else is testing negative. Let's go to Ireland and play it. We've a week off. We really have we we've twelve days basically between fixtures. And no. we team say for that theory for the week in <laughs> anyway. here.
1: Jesus, yeah, look. It it's it was it's a because it was gonna be a great game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have been a great game. It it might now be played in October a la Ireland, England two thousand and one. What, they've, they've got but, three uh,
1: dates in, in, up in the air don't they like a July date an October date and then the other one is like a how soon can we get it type of thing
0: yeah um, I think the clubs are causing a bit of stink still no date to be ironed out but like very much with the Irish thing the Irish thing, thing that was different I suppose because it was waiting until foot mouth left Ireland because we we had three games to play I think the clubs are going to be told yeah, yeah. it's not Yeah, look, unfortunately, or, they, or they'd push the rabble back a week, Do you know. But anyway, look, we've mounted on far too much. Why don't we take a quick break and return after a quick word from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. It's the Sasquatch here from the Pusted Bar Cells podcast. This episode is produced in partnership with our friends, the Square Ball, located just off Marine Square doing it rough at this moment in time with the pandemic so make sure to give them a follow on instagram give them a like give them a share and hopefully someday soon we'll all be able to get back in for barbecue points and sport hello and welcome back to episode six season three of the busted bar Stills podcast now we're gonna run through a segment that may be familiar to some of you it's the good the bad newly. but we've added a tweak this week we've added the strange as well so I'm going to read out the headlines as such or the bits of news and myself and the coach will break them down and have a quick discussion on them so starting with the good Lebron James turning around and telling Zlatan Ibrahimovic to do one it's good. outstanding news oh it's outstanding, it's
1: outstanding. I I do not like Zlatan. I despise him. I despise the man. I think he's ignorant. I think he's he's just I don't like him. I never have.
0: It, it just came across as uh we've we've had his out a bit Zlatan before, I think it was around the fifth pro thing that's gone nowhere. Actually, I don't <laughs> I don't recall the last time I've seen a player with face paint on his face. Um I think this was like an attention grab. Had Zlatan not been featured in enough headlines in the last few weeks, had Sport Bible not told us all he was a legend again, um, recently enough, I really, yeah, I really had an issue with it. I think, not just as a sports fan, but as an individual, I want people in those positions, those high notoriety positions, such as your athletes, to be promoting change for the better for social change for whatever that the cause may be but I just it, like was you know dance what I'm saying that dance.
1: you know what I'm saying your mother or father would have always told you as a kid if you have nothing good to say then say nothing at all it was one of them moments exactly. where why are you opening your mouth just if you don't like what he does then don't say it. there's no need to comment
0: yeah and they're saying that I loved LeBron's uh, comeback where he oh yeah he stated, weren't you saying in 2018 that you didn't get picked for as many games as Sweden because of what your surname sounds like I enjoyed that <laughs> yeah
1: that it's was just, brilliant I have no time for Zlatan so what, like, what age is he now 36 I think he's I think he's close to 40 I think, you find. I think oh, he's around 39 pack it in mate Call well look I'd, I wouldn't say pack it in because he is playing well for AC yeah we playing well for AC AC Milan playing the equivalent of the United Churches League you know what I mean it's like Klondog and Celtic against Liffey Rovers it's it's piss poor I went to watch it last <laughs> year the only reason I went was to see the San Siro the league is a shambles
0: I think I think it's one of the top five leagues in Europe so I think it is a good standard of football to be fair no
1: it's definitely not like <laughs> Italian football is worse than Scottish football and Scottish football is bad
0: mm, I don't know when we when we that there, that's well, that's hold, just, just one
1: second there. England ahead of them, Spain ahead of them, Holland ahead of mm-hmm. them, Ish. Germany
0: Ish. ahead of Ish. them. Ish. Hold on, hold on, hold
1: on a second, hold on a second, If Barcelona and Real Madrid are not playing, are you watching? No. If no. sorry to say that again, yeah. if Barcelona are, and Madrid are not playing, am I watching which? La Liga. Italian football. La Liga. Oh, when we well, watching Spanish football. Um to be honest with you, I would sooner watch. Real Sociedad, Sevilla, or Malaga because of a personal interest at Malaga. So they, I wouldn't actually, to be honest with you, if they were playing and there was nothing else on, I probably wouldn't watch the Liga. Do you know what yeah, like, I mean? I, I, f- I, 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 I don't know. I
0: think I have I I think I have a historical soft spot for the Italian league because of Golisimo and Channel 4 <laughs> as a kid. Um, But uh, no, I, I like like A. There's a lot of strong teams in it. That's, I like that. There's a Juventus, you AC...
1: You've Inter, Roma, Lazio. They, they also Argentina, epitomise you've got no fans Napoli. because they don't get fans, the games. Don't get fans it, to games. Ever, ever watch a Serie A game that's sold out once a year, twice a year? Because Inter and AC, home and away. That's it. Yeah,
0: look, well, look, I I don't know. I, I enjoy Italian football.
1: I know it's slower,
0: but it's getting faster. <laughs> um. Yeah, the bad. Probably a few talk points during this. Unfortunately, Tiger Woods was involved in another car crash. Again, quite poor. Um, double leg break. Potentially may never see Tiger Woods play uh, golf again. It's a bad one. Um, I don't know if this, you... I, I go, just go got, on. One point I want to touch upon. I listen to a lot of the American style. I just go to the, the Colin Cowher. It's the first things first. Something I never actually thought about with this was a lot of people, The first thought was not has he done something bad? The first thought was oh my god, this is Kobe again. Which is interesting to think. But look, thankfully he's fine. Um, At present, it's not been speculated that he was up to no good. But that may change. Um, yeah,
1: on one of the I'm one of the what would you call them I think something's up. Um all the players today are coming out wearing red and black in support of Tiger. Um in the in, in the PGA like Roy McIlroy and that. And f- to me it just stinks of Louis Suarez and Patrice Evra. Um when there was a comment then- made by Suarez and the Liverpool players the following week Kenny got them all to wear, the t-shirts supporting Suarez, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then it comes out that it it seems as though what was said was factually said. And I just think this has, has reeks of that a little bit, that the players are coming out supporting him and it's going to come out in a few days. That X, Y, and Z was in the system. Yeah, you know, he's he's on the he, he beat up, you know, a, a sex worker or something. It just has that <laughs> vibe off it. 7 a.m. car uh, crash.
0: You're a one bitten toy twice type of guy. Yeah, look the seven am thing. It's strange because he was coming from somewhere, not going to somewhere. If that makes sense. Well, he was, he was going to. He mind.
1: was going to shoot. He was going to shoot with them. Um, yeah, but he was coming. He wasn't players. coming. He wasn't coming from home. Oh no! That yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't coming from. Well, but he was coming from a hotel, isn't it? I think is what we know. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, in the initial report. Look, read looking at the wreckage pictures, it coaching. looks.
1: Alright, well, looking at the wreckage pictures, it seems, yeah, it seems as though there's a suitcase at the side of the car that's kind of crashed open, Um, looking at the wreckage pictures. Now, I may have looked at it wrong, but it just seems as though now that that means nothing. But if you look at his interviews the week beforehand, and many of them have been sent into our our, uh, WhatsApp group, our friends' WhatsApp group, his eyes and his face look, he's talking about the Tiger Woods Foundation. And his eyes and his face just... He looks like he hasn't slept in a week. Um, quite yeah. glazed, if you want to call it that. And look, people have these things. But it doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's one of
0: those ones where time will tell and eventually the truth always washes out. I hope, for his sake, he... There was no foul player, there was nothing suspect at play, and hopefully, I'm mm. kind of at the stage where I accept he may never play golf again, but I hope it's not going to be a life changing aspect, life changing accent in the aspect that it infect, affects his life down the line. So I hope he can still, because he is a father, do you know what I mean? Kind of get That kind of gets lost a bit at times that it's Tiger Woods, but he's still a father. I like the one I hope the... that he can.
1: The one thing I found really strange from a family point of view is everything has come from his media channels. Nothing has come, kind of from his partner or nothing's come out supporting him as such that I've seen anyway. Um, yeah. And that and, and and those posts aren't signed off by him. It's just TGR, which is like his kind of because they're they're spoken in the third. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's obviously an agent yeah. writing them or, or or whatever it might it's be. Like but, a-
0: I don't know if you've ever seen this is something I find very strange like if you go on Twitter during a football game say and there's the, the Premier League Twitter page we put up pictures and it'll feature like it'll have someone in it but the picture's been liked by that player It's like like it's only half time <laughs> like has he just picked up his phone and started to like a picture of himself no obviously yeah, it's yeah. his media guy or whatever but look yeah look it, it's bad for now and I hope it doesn't become an ugly in future
1: episodes, yeah. But I'll just add, like, it's very coincidental that it's two weeks, maybe two or three weeks after his documentary came out. The, you know, the. I now I know it wasn't him directly that made the documentary, but the timing is, is very close um, to the documentary. It was a HBO documentary, I think. Um, could the so, could the yeah. documentary have sent him spiralling? That's the next. Possibly, like it's one of these things. Maybe stuff came out or he plans and stuff coming out that maybe shouldn't. Or, but look. We live on another week and we'll see, I suppose, next week what update we've got.
0: Yeah, I suppose the ugly, um, I will not be commenting because there's a man right here in front of me that's ready to go.
1: Neil Lennon announced his departure from Celtic this week. Well, look, you you and the listeners now, weekly, I've been been saying another week down where Celtic still have Neil Lennon as manager. I, I... the the reports that have come out say I think say he walked. I don't I don't think he I, No I There have to he be some told, agreement there.
0: Look, you're getting sacked in the morning, you can step down or we can sack you. At
1: yeah, I think Celtic down. might have had a big financial problem there though, because I don't know why they left it so long. Yeah, I don't know. I think I They have to have come to an agreement there.
0: I I have a feeling Celtic were like, no, do you know what we'll 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 ride this out? um and we'll will sack him at the end of the season. And then I just think his behaviour's been erratic. It's been like he's and it's been like they've probably been like, look, do you know what? It's damage limitations at this stage, let's just get rid of him. I think Celtic would have liked to like, okay, right, we didn't do the ten in a row but we've won the last nine SPL. So let's hold our heads high and let's just relieve him of his duties in the summer. We can now spend this time we know he's not going to be we can spend his time recruiting a new manager we can give it because you know there's been like murmurs of Rafa coming in and all this kind of noise like right let's just put his bed and we'll let him serve his time at the end of the season and we'll have a mm. new manager ready to come in we literally announce it and then two or three days later we'll announce the new manager but I think it was just like here this is just dead horse let's just
1: flog it yeah. Rid I think the it didn't help that their summer sign like they've got players in the club that wanted to leave in the summer. Openly. Mm. They said they were leaving in the summer and the yeah. recruitment probably didn't go as the planned. Um And and is that another fact too, they said, Well look, do you know what? Is is Neil Lennon the
0: reason you want to go? And if so, look we five players that want to go, we need to we see them as fruitful to our plan over the next five years. So look, well obviously that's what if we don't know happy to not talk to other clubs then
1: in terms of replacements and I know Rafa's name has been bandied about I just don't see it because whoever comes in there is going to have to play exciting attacking football because the fans being back in the ground next year please god they're, that's what they're going to want they're not going to want two banks sitting behind the ball and, and hoping for a 1-0 win it's just not going to cut it Um, whatever way it goes like I've seen Roy Keane's name, I've seen Eddie Howe's name, um Steve Clark's name has been in, in around. Like I think Eddie Howe's a perfect fit. It's almost you're you're starting off that whole Rodgers process again. I think because 'cause they're quite similar in in respect of coaching and the way they like to do things and mm. um, But I just can't see Rafa fitting there. Like
0: My <sighs> argument about Eddie Howe would be is Eddie Howe is a perfect replacement for Celtic but Celtic isn't a perfect replacement for Eddie Howe
1: yeah possibly yeah I don't
0: think I think and look Celtic fans come at me but I think going to the SBL would be a step down for Eddie Howe given the high reputation he has in England and if he was to look for a job this summer Mm. I think he'd find it at a recently relegated club
1: yeah another one uh, Frankie Lamps Fat Lampard, I think he, I think the thing about Lampard is he didn't really have that much experience anyway. A season at Derby, uh, he got good loan players in there from Chelsea. Now the I string wonder. in Lampard's bow that would complement Celtic is Jody Morris because he played for so long in Scotland. Um, Jody Morris being though. Lampard's first team coach. So if you could, if Lampard could do a good recruitment job there, um, he'd build I up a CV wonder. if you get a win.
0: I wonder if, given Celtic's religious history, if a player that's legend of a club in royal blue would be a good fit with the fans. I wonder. Mm. I'd like to think we're past that those days, but I
1: wonder. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. possibly. (laughs) And then the other thing is that I'm reading all the papers this morning... um, the Sunday headlines seem to think that Stevie G has already been tipped, and we all know Stevie G will take over at Liverpool at some stage. I think. I think it's uh, inevitable. But I do see that Klopp is is being touted to leave a lot sooner than his agreed contract. So I think he agreed a contract maybe last year to to last five years, um, and that he he already openly admitted that he would be taking a break after that. Um, but there was multiple reports this morning that that may that. Maybe a lot shorter than what has been agreed, and also those reports linking him with the Germany role after the World Cup. Um, so I don't know, like what is enough for Gerrard to move into Liverpool he, if he wins one SPL, does he need a, a season or two at a championship or a mid table Premier League club? So that's that's another thing. Like, I, I don't know if you could throw Stevie G in right now when Liverpool's in turmoil. I don't think that would be- I
0: don't think Stevie G will be ready for Liverpool for another five years.
1: Yeah, I I think he needs a a Premier League club.
0: I think right he's a legend, but on the grand scheme of things, how well does hiring a legend go for a club? Yeah. If you want to be a top 4, you need to hire a top manager with pedigree. Like that's and that's my way of thinking. I think the perfect replacement for Klopp is not Steven Gerrard, it's Oh, look, someone of the ilk of a Carlo Ancelotti or these big names that are working all over Europe and in England I just don't see yeah, you'd, nearly,
1: you'd nearly be of the sort if Klopp was to go and I'm not saying this is what I want but you'd nearly be looking at someone almost like when Rafa went into Madrid just to settle the ship and yeah. get consistency back possibly not win the league but Get there, there thereabouts, that kind of consistency back into the club.
0: Well, look, we all know the importance of the Fenway Sports Group and staying in Europe in Champions League football Mm. for their financial model to work. So, yeah, that's what you need. Um, And then you can look at maybe bringing through a more aggressive, more making a more aggressive decision, basically. I suppose, look, let's move on. That's the ugly. One last thing to get through, and it should be a quick one because it's not something I really want to talk too much about, but these strange... Gordon Elliott making headlines for a suspect picture appearing on social media in which he appears on top of a dead horse. Not a good look for the sport of horse racing.
1: It's not. And when I saw or when I heard it on the radio, broke on the radio um, this afternoon, I obviously scanned Twitter to see what I could find. And I saw the picture, which is gruesome at best. Um... It, it's not a good look, but a lot of the horse community below the picture are kind of putting out the vibe that, how can you believe this is a real photo? Gordon loves nothing but horses. Now, it's the select individuals that are putting these comments up, and I use the word select, seem very coincidental, but if you want to call it that. um. So, I don't know, like there seems to be a few bugs placed if if you want like that now obviously it's all sounds
0: sounds sounds a bit like well the bit of trouble that happened in the city centre yesterday I, I saw my phone this morning and a video came up on Facebook and it had two and a half thousand comments and I just said why didn't I ruin my Sunday and have a quick look at this and it's a bit like the amount of people who have a Palestinian flag as their Facebook profile picture saying <laughs> that, that the fellow with the firework was obviously a garden plant and it's all a conspiracy how how could the man with the firework be the only person in the shot wearing white when everyone else is wearing black <laughs> stuff to that it's yeah yeah look i suppose from my i've seen the picture as well that stuff is going to happen in that industry the horse like the horses are going to pass away yeah and maybe as part of your day-to-day basis there will be jokes made at the expense of the dead horse because it happens a lot. The issue again is camera
1: phones will ruin more careers than poor performance in the workplace. Yeah, and if... I don't know the horse community, but if this is deemed to be as bad as it's coming out, I would worry for someone like Gordon Elliott's reputation because... Gordon Elliott's. Let me put it this way to you:
0: in five years' time, Gordon Elliott's reputation in the horse community will still be as strong. Probably will detract from the public opinion of Gordon Elliott outside. But within the horse community, it'd be the yeah, yeah. in the horse community, it'd be the same. Yeah, just a bad look. Um, Again, smartphones and dumb people. It's not a good mix. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look,
0: it's a disappointment. Don't put that shit out
1: there. (laughs) It, it, like, well, i can just uh, say i've seen the picture and to me it doesn't look photoshopped
0: <laughs> like no it, but that's the thing like oh uh, that i heard that as well it's people sense it's photoshop like like just call it what it is like the horse that passed away and look unfortunately in the industry horses pass away is a regular occurrence we all love the horses so it's quite hard to take that home with us so instead similar to a doctor we've yeah. relied on humor to get us through the picture yep. shouldn't have been taken and it definitely shouldn't have made its way to social media. We can only apologise for any stress caused. Close statement. Shut your mouth for two months. People forget. Yeah. It's my cynical view.
1: <laughs> ah, look. You're right. You're right. You are right.
0: Well, look. It's probably been a shorter episode, maybe. Well, maybe it's a bit longer. Just been myself and the coach this week. Hopefully, restored to our full complement as of next week. Thank you for tuning in. Take care and good night.